Let's try a little something a little different this morning. Let's clap it up this morning. Let me let me step out the way so y'all can see the gold. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Deacon Robbins, and I'll be the host this morning. And it's great to have you here. We're getting ready to get things kicked off. Amen. Uh, whether you're watching us online and you're in the house, or you're on the way listening to us, we welcome you this morning. And it's time to turn our private place into a worship space if you're watching us online. And uh, before we get things kicked off, our choir is going to lead us and lead us and usher us into worship. Shortly after that, our pastor will be up to lead us in a great word. All in all, we'll be here for about an hour or so. Again, if you're watching, if you're visiting us, we thank you. But before we begin, let's take this time to just have a moment of release to clear anything that may hinder us from worshiping God this morning. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, Father God. Some of us have had a long week. Some of us have had a long weekend, Father God, but you still seem fit to allow us to be here. We ask now that you forgive us of our sins, Father God, clear our minds and our hearts. We ask now that you quiet the noise, the noise that's external right now, Father God, the noise that's internal right now, Father God, whatever it is that we may be thinking or feeling, Father God, we ask that you allow us to put it to the side to focus solely on you, Father God. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit this morning. Allow your presence to fill this place, Father God. We ask that you give traveling grace to those that are still on their way. Touch everybody that is in this building right now, those that are listening and those that are watching, Father God. You know what we need. You know what we stand in need of. And we know that you can fill those voids. We thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning. Would you all stand to your feet? How many of y'all excited about worship on this morning? And honor is due him. Glory and honor is due him. Glory and honor. 
many of y'all believe that on this morning? I'm not convinced. Yeah, glory and honor is due him. Glory and honor is due. He's the source. He's the source. Strength for me. Healer of all these I run to him. We adore you, we worship and bow before you, all the glory and the praise, it is through your name, we lift our hands and lift our voice, we will sing. And rejoice, and rejoice all the glory, all the glory and the praise. It is through your name. We lift our hands and lift our voice. We will sing and rejoice. Because all the glory and the seconds right there and just give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning this lyrics say we give him all the glory hallelujah sing all the glory, all the glory. and the praise, and the praise. It, is it is to your name, your name. hallelujah hallelujah yeah. hallelujah hallelujah we worship him on this morning Hallelujah. All the glory, all the glory, and the praise, and the praise. It is, it is, your name. your name. We lift our hands, lift our hands. and we lift our voice. We, we will sing, and rejoice. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Amen. Come on, let's stop worshiping. Come on, don't stop worshiping. Hallelujah. All the glory and all the praise. Hallelujah. It's do your name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship. Hallelujah. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the glory. Come on, just worship. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. And the praise and the praise. Come on and lift your hands. Come on and lift your hands. Hallelujah. We lift our hands. And we lift our voice. We will sing. And rejoice. Because all the glory. And the praise. It is. Through your name. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and worship him. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. The song says all the glory and all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is to your name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. It's all right to worship him. Amen. Amen. Now, while we're still worshiping, amen, let's worship him in giving, amen, amen, hallelujah, it's giving time, and I don't know about you, but I'm excited about today, because it's first fruit offering, amen, but I think we're doing that at 10 o'clock, at 11, amen, I'm just excited to talk about it, amen, but we're, we're, oh, it's next week, okay, I'm sorry, but I'm, look, look, another week, look, I got, I got, I got my, I got my, my offering, amen, Come on, let's worship. Amen. I'm excited. Amen. It's giving time. Amen. It is giving time. Amen. Amen. First fruit. Amen. I want you to know it's a very important part. Amen. And our giving. Amen. I want to tell you, uh, if you haven't participated in the first fruit offering, I want to tell you that it will change your life. Amen. I I took, I, I challenged myself, amen, and I made a stand and say, Lord, I'm going to give. And when I did, God made some things happen in my life, amen. And so I'm excited to give, amen. And let me tell you, it's always funny how the enemy always uh, challenge you and try to get you to, to deter you when you want to do something for God, amen. As far as the first food, it's funny how everything starts coming up, amen. When you, put, when you put some money to the side, say, I'm going to give this. That's when the devil hit. Amen. Has everybody given everybody online? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to give. God, we love you this morning. We thank you, God. Thank you for allowing us, God, to go make the money, God, to give it back to you. Now we give our best to you, God. We bring our best to you, Father God, because you're worthy of the praise. You're worthy of the, of the glory. We love you this morning in Jesus name and never heart said amen. Press down, shake it together. Amen. Running over, but you know, the context of that passage is something totally different than giving. Amen. But I even like, I like the concept of press down, shaking together. Amen. Come on. Amen. God is an amazing God. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good to be here in the house of God one more time. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, Come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. How many excited to be here this morning? 
Amen. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be this morning? Amen. Who can testify this morning that God has been good to you? My goodness, we had a great, uh, we had a great leadership uh, meeting on yesterday. Leaders, amen. Great, great meeting on yesterday. Uh, God truly blessed us, and we were able to uh, talk about a few things that we are doing here at the church, and I believe that everything rises and falls on leadership, and so I just want to tell you, uh, we have a group of good in our church. Uh, we have some people in our church, amen, who are serving God, and so I thank God when I call, I call them the dream team, amen, and so uh, listen, you cannot um, <clears throat> be part of something without leadership, amen, listen. I remember the, my life outside of Christ. <clears throat> I ran my life. I ran my own life. Amen. I thought I was in control of everything. Amen. But I soon realized, amen, a fool does not take advice. Amen. A person without leadership is leading themselves into the wrong direction. Amen. So I just want to encourage this church to know that we are, we are getting ready to uh, present to the church. Um, our theme yesterday was what's next. And um, as we know, the pandemic is uh, slowing up a little bit, uh, you know, COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff. But, but what I want to say to you is that we're going to move cautiously. Amen. But one of the things, and I'm giving everybody, I'll, I'll announce this in about another week, but we're getting ready to come back into church. Amen. Uh, we are we're signing off on certain platforms. Amen. We're signing off on certain platforms, and we are asking the members of the Vision Church to return back to the assembling together. Amen. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together, as is the habit of some. Amen. You hear what the text says, as is the what? Habit of some. Some people feel like, well, I'm going to take the second Sunday. Oh, that's a habit. <laughs> Amen. The second Sunday is your Sunday. Uh, and then with the pandemic, we have really put ourselves in a place where it's convenient. But God says he wants his people back in the house. Amen. And so we're working towards bringing, uh, getting, coming back safely. Um, I'm taking the limit off of the, uh, the amount of people right now, as long as you wear a mask uh, and you sit six feet apart from each other, amen, you can, we can fit more than 15 people in here. And so we're, we're moving to that, amen, now. I think I sent an announcement out last night. So uh, please, uh, we are asking that um, you do that, amen, that we get back in the swing of things. Also, uh, we're starting our fasting, amen, our 40 days road to resurrection fasting on this Wednesday. We start on Wednesday, <clears throat> amen. So that means you have to get your books today, amen. So uh, the ushers have, uh, they have the fasting prayer guide, amen. It's here, it's 40 days of praying. Um, there's certain instructions here. We're doing the Daniel fast. And so uh, just follow the instructions here. Every day there's a prayer and a scripture. So I'm asking you 
to join us on this road to resurrection fast. We're giving up fruits, we're giving up uh, meat, amen, uh, sweets, and all that kind of stuff, and we are, we are going into uh, a 40 days of cleansing our minds, our bodies, our spirit, amen, the road to resurrection fast. On Resurrection Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, amen, we will close out. That's Easter Sunday for you, though. Those of you who don't have Christian talk language, uh, that's Easter Sunday. Uh, but Resurrection Sunday for the believer, uh, we will uh, close out our fast on uh, 40 days, amen? So we're doing seven days a week, six to six, amen, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Fruits and vegetables. Amen. We're giving up something. And then what I'm doing personally uh, is I'm giving up something that I, a habit. And the Lord showed me that. I was meditating. The Lord showed me something. Find a habit, an unhealthy habit. Amen. Something like some of you like to watch TV till three, four, five, six in the morning and then get up and go to work. Amen. Give up something. Give up something so that you can really hear from God. Let me tell you what fasting is. Fasting is the, communi the believer's communication with God, okay? Prayer is the believer's communication with God with the assistance of the Holy Spirit where we make our requests be known unto God. But fasting is denying the flesh, denying the flesh so that your voice can be heard in heaven. Your voice can be heard in heaven. Amen. So I'm asking everyone to join us. Now, if you're not serious about it, you feel like I can't do it, please just step aside. Why? Because we're trying to accomplish something this 40 days. Okay? No, no, no hard feelings. Okay? But if you feel like this is too hard for you, okay, I ask you to consider doing something soft. Amen. But I'm just curious, amen, as to ask the question, like, why wouldn't you want to do it? Amen. Why wouldn't you want to? How many want God to hear your voice? Let me see. Let me see all the people here. So if I were to tell you all you had to do was stop eating meat. Like, hold on, Pastor. Hold on. I fried chicken. <clears throat> and that's all you had to do. Can I ask you a question? Would you do it? Huh? Can't hear you. Maybe it's the mask. Would you do it? Now, let me ask this question. Will you do it? All right. Give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. Okay. Uh, open your Bibles to the book of uh, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I believe something good is going to happen today. I got a good feeling about today, y'all. Amen. I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Let me believe that. Amen. <clears throat> First Samuel chapter 17. We're continuing on with David and Goliath. We've been talking about facing your giants. Amen. Uh, we're going to look at verse 45. And David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you 
in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the, de the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spare for the battle come on somebody, is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Amen. The battle, come on somebody, is the Lord's. I want to talk about this morning finding your God-given potential, part two. Amen. The battle is the Lord's. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. We ask your blessings upon us today. I ask that you'd forgive us of our sins. Use me now for your glory. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross. And God, we pray for anointing to fall fresh upon this sanctuary. Clear the minds and hearts of your people now. Let us become excited over what we're about to partake of in the word. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, ushers. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Facing your giants. Amen. Finding your God-given potential. Amen. When you find your true potential in life, I believe that you can take away the limitations that you put on yourself. Amen. Um, I believe that you can free, you can live free and face anything that life throws at you when you know your potential. But I'm talking about your God-given potential. May I say this to you? God has given all of us something. Amen. The very thing that you see in your life that's difficult, I believe it's an opportunity for God to work in you and through you so that you can live up to your potential. If everything was easy in life, Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't believe that you and I would ever be able to tap into our true God-given potential. For some people, certain things come very easy, so they don't have to try hard. In other words, they don't really spend time and effort working on those areas because those areas are already taken care of. But it is the things that we struggle with. Sometimes even the things that seems impossible, we know that God is able 
to give us what we need to overcome it. In this series, we've been following David as he gets ready to have his final showdown with Goliath. I told you last week that if you're going to live up to your God-given potential, you must not avoid difficult situations. As a matter of fact, difficult situations help, helps you to overcome other situations. I told you, don't let disrespect distract you. Sometimes people disrespect us, and rather than us just letting it go, we hang on to it for so long that we get distracted. Are you with me? I told you, don't develop an inferior complex. An inferior complex means you don't have the self-esteem or you don't have a true meaning of who you are. I wish I had somebody. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. In other words, we have to find out who that creature is. We have to find out who we really are in Christ. Do you not know that you have a new identity in Christ Jesus? I believe sometimes we're trying to compete with our own our old identity. Sometimes we're trying to be what we used to be. Or we try to be the better version of who we are, but you can't be the better version of who you are without Christ. And maybe you've been working on the wrong person. Hello, somebody. And I told you, don't let negative words get into your head. Don't give the devil headspace. Don't let him live rent-free in your mind. I don't know what you're thinking right now, but God knows. I don't know who's, who's taking residence in your mind, but you and I have to realize that when you're facing, when you're facing imminent danger, it's, only, it's a threat until it becomes physical. I wish I had somebody. It's all mental until it becomes a physical battle. The enemy will try to distract you that way. He'll try to build certain cases in your mind and scenarios that's not true. I told you, don't let threats derail you. You have the potential. You have to dig deep. But you have to gain a different perspective when you face your giants. I believe that's what the problem is with many of us. We don't have a divine perspective. We may have an earthly perspective. Come on, say amen. Either you're going to believe what you see, or you're going to believe the God who sees further than you. Come on, somebody. You see, it may look impossible right now, but if you believe God, if you believe his word, I want to encourage you to let you know that God will fight your battles for you. I believe that there's nothing that God cannot do and will not do for his children. It is not based on how you act. It is based on who you are. Come on and help me somebody. We find that David now is at a point where he has become very agitated. David's agitation wasn't about the insult of him personally. 
But David was insulted because Goliath insulted his God. I wonder how many of you will take a stand for God. Jesus said, no disciple, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Bible says if you cannot leave your old life behind, you're truly not a disciple. Are you with me? I'm asking the question this morning, how many of you can really say that you could take a stand for what you believe? You see, oftentimes we struggle with that. David here in verse 45, the text says, before this, we know that Goliath had confronted him. And now David, the Bible says in verse 45, it says, then David said to the beast, he let him talk. He says to the Philistine, you come to me, look at this, with what? Sword, a sword, a spear, and a javelin. See that? He came to him with physical material. I believe that even when you see physical threat, I believe God is still available to help you. I don't know what's threatening you right now. It may be financial. It may be emotional. It may be spiritual, whatever it may be. But I want to say this to you today, that no matter what it looks like, you and I can live up to our God-given potential. So the first thing I believe we need is this. We need courage. The courage to believe. The courage to say, no matter what is fa- what I'm facing right now, some of us are facing difficult circumstances. The facts are there. The sword, the spear, the javelin, and then you have a nine-foot man in front of you, and you're trying to say, now, nah, you really going be- really to do this? Some people have already given up on Ukraine. Some people have already said that, They are defeated because Russia has the second largest uh, military force, nuclear force in the world. But the Ukrainians believe because they have what? Courage. May I ask you a question? Where does your courage go when you face your giants? And if you're going to live up to your God-given potential, You have to approach your Goliath with courage. You have to stay long enough to see it through. Do you know what I found out in this passage? There were thousands of troops behind David, but they were cowards. The Bible tells us that they were afraid of Goliath. They were afraid of this army. When they had seen God parted the Red Sea, come on, somebody, they had a history book. They had a, they, they had a chronicle that they could have went back to and say, God had delivered us before. Something about David's resolve. David's mindset was this. I got to face this giant. 
I'm not going to avoid them, but I'm going to approach them. I believe it takes a lot of courage. Here's what I believe. I believe it takes a lot of courage for a person to step out and face those difficult things that they have to face in life. Do I have anybody? May I ask you a question? What giants are you facing right now? And may I say this to you? You have to approach your Goliath with courage. Look what he says. He says, you came to me with this. He says, but I, hey, I come to you. What? In the name of the Lord, you got to catch it. You got to catch it. It's not just the Lord, but it's the Lord of hosts. And then he says, the God of the armies of Israel. The Lord of hosts simply means he's the Lord over everything. The host means heavenly host. So not only do you have heavenly help, but you have earthly help. He says the Lord of hosts, but the Lord of the armies, he says, whom you have taunted. So here's the other thing you have to know. And if you're going to live up to your God-given potential, the second thing is you have to be convinced. Let me, let me help you with this. You and I have to be convinced that he is Lord of Lords. That he is the God of every army. We have to be convinced that the God who created everything, including the stars and the world and everything that, that's in it, that there is a God and he will be with you if you stand with him and for him. Do I have anybody? Convinced. You see, if you're not fully convinced, then you will have fear. Because watch this. He says, I come to you, not in my name. Notice David's, notice David's resolve. David's resolve was not I'm coming in David's name. May I ask you a question? Whose name are you fighting in? Whose cause are you picking up? Black Lives Matter? Come on, somebody. Me Too movement? And all these other things that's out here? Listen, if you're not coming in the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong time. The righteous run to it and are safe. Do I have anybody? When you use that name, Jesus, when you call his name, but when you use his name in your battles, it means that you are convinced that you, all you and I have to do is stand still and see what God can do. Don't let the devil convince you that God isn't real. Here's what the devil will convince you of, that you're all alone, that it's not going to work, that this talk is cheap talk, and God's not going to do that for me. Listen, if you've already prayed that prayer, you've already been defeated. But may I ask you a question? Are you convinced today? Are you convinced that he's able to do exceedingly? abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think? Do I have any convinced people in here? 
So I have some people here that you don't need no more evidence because you are convinced. God doesn't have to keep trying and showing you, you know that he's real. You know that he's able. David knew something. And the question is, do you know? Have you been with God long to be convinced? You know what the Bible says that will happen in the last days? Many will fall away from following the truth. You know why? Can I help you with this today? They were not fully convinced that he is who he says he is. That he hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross. That he took every sin of the world and put it on him. While dying on that cross, he was thinking about you and then you came to know him, you were convinced, but what Paul says, what happened? You know what happens to a lot of people in their battles and their struggles? They're, they're convinced that the battle is bigger than their God. Here's how I know. Because when you stop showing up to the battlefield, that's the church, then there's a possibility that you're not convinced anymore. That God will fight this for you. He goes on to say in verse 46. He says, this day. <laughs> look what David said. This day. David was calling it, wasn't he? I wonder if you have that same resolve. I wonder if you pray, right? I, I, I did a new screenshot on my phone. You know, a new, uh, a new lock screen. I, you want to write this scripture down. Matthew 20, 21, 22, 21, 22. Don't look it up. Just write it down. That's my new lock screen. It's a reminder. This is what it says. It says, and all things you ask in prayer, believing. I struggle with that. Believing. He says, believing you will receive believing. Imagine that. Imagine you're looking at your situation. You know, people tell me all that, Pastor, you don't understand. You know how many times I hear that? A week, a month, a year? You don't understand. I have seen every situation. <laughs> not every, not exhaustive, but as a pastor, human needs, food, Relationships, losing your job, you know, issues, which I'll talk about next sermon. Watch this. If you and I are not convinced, if we don't believe before we pray, it's not going to get answered. Imagine praying. I, I said, Lord, you're reminding me of something. Because listen, when you're facing giants, when you're facing, you know, you know what, you know what Goliath represents, right? Impossible situations. But I want to live up to my God-given what? Potential. What do I need? Courage. 
I need to be convinced. The third thing is, you ready? There it is. Confidence. Some of you have none. I ain't talking about you. All right? I'm just saying we lack confidence in God. I ain't talking about ourselves. Listen, David, look at his statement. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut your head off. It don't get no plainer than that, does it? I, I ain't went on to talk about the rest of it. Amen. Look, look, I, 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 you see it? He says what? He says, the Lord will give me this day. Did I move ahead myself? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your what? Head from you. Look, look what it goes on to say. And what else? And I will what? I will give the, the dead bodies of the armies of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know. It wasn't for you. Why must I be confident? Confident in what? In who? In God. I cannot live up to my God-given potential if I lack confidence. Confidence in God. Confidence in his word. David is saying something. Listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to speak it. but I want you to believe it in the name of the Lord. I don't want you to prophesy say things you don't even know about. But I want you to say to your giant today, I'm going to cut your head off in the name of the Lord. I'm going to rise above this. I'm going to learn those subjects in school that's difficult for me. I'm going to overcome this difficulty in my relationship. I'm going to overcome this difficulty at home. I'm going to get over this financial situation that I'm in. Listen, I'm going to be confident in the God who will strike down the enemy. Confident. Many times we lack it. He's already won. In David's mind, he had already won. You know what? Uh, Kimbrose, he's a boxer from, from Australia. He just fought a top-notch boxer the other day, about a month ago. They didn't give him a chance. But in his, he says, but in my mind, I had already pictured that I had won. Imagine if you were to face your giants like that. The things that you're dealing with in your life. With confidence. And you have a, can I ask, can I ask you a question? 
What does victory look like in your mind? What's the picture of victory in your mind? What, what does it look like? And, and if you don't have a picture of what to work towards, then you will never, you'll be aiming at everything. David said, I'm going to take your head off. He painted the picture. I'm going to take, not only am I going to take your head off, but I'm going to give your dead body. To the, you, you know what he's talking about. You know what he's talking about, right? He says, wherever there are vultures, there's dead bodies. I wish I had somebody. You, you know what I, you know what I want, want you to do? I want you to stop allowing your giants to live. I, I want to say to you today, it's time for you to put a death warrant out on your giants. But you got to be confident that the Lord, he says, know this, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Because if you do it, they're going to live. But if God puts them in your hands, come on, help me, somebody. Verse 47. Verse 47. He says, and all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by what? Or spare. God does not deliver with physical things, y'all. Prayer. Fasting, what we're getting ready. Listen, if you really want to battle those giants, you take this fasting season serious. You give up something. God does not deliver with physical, with physical ammunition. Because he's the Lord of hosts. But here's the thing, though. You have to have courage. You have to be convinced. You have to have confidence. But the next thing you have to do is commit to what you believe. Commit to it. David was committed all the way. His belief didn't change. Man, I want this kind of, how many want this kind of potential? Yo? How, many, how many really need this kind of potential right now? You understand what I'm saying? And you're saying to yourself, Pastor, I'm convinced, but man, I'm committed to what I believe. Nothing will sway me. Nothing will move me. Nothing will push me back. Nothing will hold me back because I believe what I believe. How many believe that he's able? How many truly believe that? Like, like you really are convinced. If you are convinced, the next giant that you come up against, you know that the Lord got you. Tell your neighbor, the Lord got me. The Lord got you. You know what I love about David here? David is not, David had a, listen, he had a military force behind him. Here he is, a little ruddy little fellow, 17 years old. Oh, he impressed me like the woman at the well. David, a man after God's own heart. 
David, a man who was anointed king, but yet not appointed king. David, who had God-given potential, but was not yet living up to it, knew something that a grown army did not know. That the Lord will deliver you. Can I help somebody with something? The Lord can change you. The Lord can deliver you. The Lord will bring you out. You got to believe that. People tell me all that, Pastor, I got to go get myself together. Where are you going? Where could you possibly go to get yourself together? The hookah bar? The cigar bar? The club? Where? Where else? Those things can't help you. You isolate yourself to get better, but you ain't getting better. You're getting worse because you're self-medicating yourself. And the enemy is drawing you further away from the battle. You're no different than the army. You got to decide which side you're going to stand on. Either you're going to be in the Lord's army or you're going to be in your own army by yourself. But you can't fight this by yourself. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a people. You understand what I'm saying? We've become so modern that we've left the basics behind. And that's why we're in a mess today, because we've left the fundamentals. Do I have anybody? Courage. Commitment. Nobody can't come tell me about evolution. And all these others, five and the third thing. That, that, that the black man came out of Israel and uh, that he, he's, he, you know, Jesus is black and all this kind of stuff. You can't, I believe the Bible. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It's God's word. That's what I'm alluding to. If David had believed anything else other than what he had believed, he's 17 years old and he sounded his belief. Come on, somebody. So don't tell me a child can't learn about Jesus. But if you raise them up in the Lord, no matter what battles they face in life, they will be able to face them because you, parent, have done your job. I don't know how I got there. I just, go, I just went there. He's 17. And he's facing one of the greatest, can I ask you a question? In life, when did you face your first battle? The moment you were born. I wish I had somebody coming out the womb. Know why? Because there was a chance. Come on and help me, somebody. But God brought you this far. And whoever you've allowed to damage you, you got to get over it. And you got to stand on God's side and say, I commit to what I believe. I believe that he's able. But watch this, the last part of this. He says, why does he say this? He says, the Lord don't deliver like you deliver, like you think he delivers. See, what Goliath had, write this down. You cannot have a human perspective of your situation. You must have a divine viewpoint of your situation. You must have a divine viewpoint of your giants. What is a divine viewpoint, Pastor? It means to have 
a biblical worldview. In other words, it's you seeing life through the lenses of the word of God and saying, God will fight my battles. You know why a lot of people can't say that? Because they don't know the Bible. They don't see with spiritual eyes. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for delivering me. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me that I need a divine viewpoint of my situation. I need a biblical worldview of my circumstance. I need to see my giant through the lenses of Jesus. And then you'll say, I am victorious. Watch this. He says, for the battle is the Lord's. That shouting moment right there. That means shout. That means amen. He's saying something right there. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. Imagine praying. But imagine approaching that situation right now and say, the Lord's going to give you into my hands. I'm going to conquer. I'm going to chop you down. The last thing you have to have or know, believe, and actually do is this. Your what? Yes. He, you know, when I looked up this Hebrew word, give, it carries the idea of choosing not to engage. That's what it means when it says the battle is the Lord's. What do you mean, Pastor? I ain't telling you go out here and fight people. I'm saying to you, stand still and let God fight for you. Do you not know that God can go in places where you will never go? The choice is this. You ready? Here's the choice. Number one, to trust him. That's the first thing you have to make first choice you have to make is I'm going to trust him. Second choice you have to make is that you're going to give him the battle. Cast your burdens on the Lord for he cares for you. That's the faith rest technique. It means literally throw it at him. Give it to him. The third thing is you got to stand up. You can't lay down. You got to stand up and you have to look your giant in the eyes. And you have to let God fight the battle for you. Because can I can I help somebody with something today? You've made the battles in your life personal. But when you became a child of God, you changed sides. So quite frankly, the battles that you and all you all are facing, that we are all facing, it ain't our fight. And so if it ain't my fight, why am I fighting? Y'all missed that. That went way over your head like that. Up on 288. It's way up in Manville right now. Why are you fighting if it ain't your fight? He identified who the battle is, who the battle is 
whose battle it is. Whose battle it is? It's the Lord's. Choice. Choice. Here's the choice. Stand still. Stop engaging and stop praying. Lord, you know what? This I'm going through right now, this ain't my battle. I know I'm being attacked because I'm loving you, because I'm living for you, because I'm following you. And every time I get close to you, the devil keeps fighting me. The devil keeps trying to pull me down. Lord, it's your battle, but I'm going to have the courage to stand and face. In other words, you just be a body. And God going to do the rest. How many believe that? The attack uh, that came out of the sky on Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941. The surprise attack, which caught the U.S. completely off guard, had been launched from 200 miles north of the Pearl Harbor, from the decks of six aircraft carriers belonging to the Japanese Imperial Navy under the commander of Admiral Yokomoto. Less than two hours, the Japanese airmen destroyed the U.S. battleship and badly damaged six others. Only six U.S. planes managed to get out into the air to defend against these Japanese attackers. The assault took 2,330 American lives and left 1,145 wounded. It was the most humiliating defeat ever suffered by American forces. The attack, is, the attack had tremendous consequences. Responsibility for Americans' unpreparedness has never really been completely defined. Most military historians submit that America's Leaders who con were convinced, listen to this, that Japan would never dare attack, primarily because its Navy and economy were too weak to wage a major war. Don't sleep on it. Don't waste time. Yes, it's God's battle, but you still have to be prepared. You still have to do your part. You still have to have courage. Don't think that just because it looks like a small thing that it can't turn into something big. You see, when America got hit, it was unprepared. And I'm asking you and I'm saying to you today, it's up to you. Either you're going to stand and fight and let God do it, or you're going to stand and fight and you do it. But you got to always remember this. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Give God a hand clap. Praise God. <laughs> it's a good God, y'all. And, 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 you know, as I'm going through this, I'm becoming more convinced. I'm going to stand on the battlefield. Doesn't mean I'm going to avoid the battlefield. 
but I'm going to let God go before me. You know, the Bible talks about how Israel was so outnumbered, but God caused a sound that made the enemy think that there was like millions of them there. You don't know how the Lord is going to take down your giant. Problem is, we don't have the potential, or we don't think we have the potential. But we have to live up to that God-given potential so that we can conquer these giants. Amen. Is anyone here that need prayer today? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Is anyone here that need prayer this morning? I feel for those people in Ukraine, but I, 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 see, the, the, I see that David and Goliath scenario. I, I don't know who the, whose name they're fighting in, <laughs> uh, but, but I know one thing. Um, they have people praying for them. It's a mixture of Christian and, and uh, Catholics and different types of religion over there in Ukraine. But um, imagine when, when Hitler, Hitler started World War II. We, we were just like this, just chilling. Everybody was chilling. <laughs> Amen. And then all of a sudden it broke out into a, millions of people died. You know what's crazy about that war? Russia has positioned itself at the right time. See? And they're saying that if anyone helps, we coming after you too. Imagine that. Imagine a bully. So everybody's hands are tied. So how can we help them? They're fighting with planes and bombs and all these other things. But we, believers, Christians, if we commit to praying for them, will the Lord fight the battle for us? Imagine if you know you can do some good with your prayer. Imagine if God hears our prayers for that country today. Will you agree with me today to pray for those people? To pray that God will go fight for us? Because I know there's some Christians over there. And I know they're suffering. I see babies dying. Oh, come on, help me, somebody. Elderly people dying, schoolhouses being blown up. Today in 2022, and here we are. We may not be able to put an army over there, but we got the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies. And we can pray together. Petition our God. Hallelujah. Is anybody else that need prayer this morning? I want to pray for you. If you want to face those those giants today, you can pray. We can pray with you today.
Come on, let's thank God for the restoration of our brother. Amen. That's powerful. See, I believe in God. Can I tell you something? It's not in your time. It's in God's time. We all have a road to travel. Right? What happened to you was supposed to happen. And at the right time, I'm glad that you made it back to the Lord, y'all. And I'm going to say this to you, brother. The journey can't be done by yourself. But just remember this. The battle is not yours. It's his. Amen? Come on, let's pray together. Father, thank you. Pray for Cliff now who's praying for the confidence that he will continue to put the battle in your hands, God that he will continue to make the right choices, God, that everything that he's facing right now is part of the plan, but Lord, remind him that it's not his fight. So help him to step aside. Help him to trust you, Lord. Thank you for Brother Harris. Thank you for restoring his heart, Lord. Thank you for restoring him back to church, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for bringing him back. Now keep him, Lord. Lord, I pray for everyone here under the sound of my voice. Bless them. And God, thank you for this opportunity to hear a word from you. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Is there, is there anyone here leaving? Uh, or is everybody staying for the next service? Okay, good. All right. Well, all right. Amen. Uh, Vision Church, win. <laughs> Disciple, develop. See you at 11. Amen. Be blessed, y'all. Thank you for those watching online.